NFTs and, and, and crypto and all this, they're, they're kind of giving the individuals power. And here we are in a very interesting time and space where if we could give each other also that power, give each other that energy, the rest could somehow, it becomes like karma. They will do the same thing to us. Hello, thanks for joining. This is Proof of Change brought to you by ChangeDAO. This is a space to elevate the stories of changemakers using NFTs as a force for change. My name is Drew Simon. Let's dive into Kavork's story. Kavork Murad is an internationally recognized visual artist with artworks exhibited all over the world, including the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the World Bank, Spurlock Museum of World Cultures in Illinois, and the Institut du Monde Arabe in Paris. His art creates portals to tangibly explore ancient world cultures, establishes a modern language to dialogue with ancestors, and connects us to our mystic source of creativity. He's known for his classic techniques of monotype on fabric, ink drawings, large-scale sculpture, and performing live drawing and animation with musicians, including as part of Yo-Yo Ma's Silk Road Ensemble. He lives in New York City with his family. Kavork Murad, welcome to Proof of Change. Thanks for having me. This is such a great opportunity for me to share my thoughts and my stories. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. So you obviously released your Genesis NFT Future uh, a couple days ago, and uh it sold out. It's been a great success, and I'm really excited uh, to learn more about it and the inspiration behind it, and just to learn more about you as well. Um, so, 48 hours ago, obviously, the Ethereum blockchain completed its merge uh, to the proof of stake uh, protocol, reducing its energy consumption by 99.9%. Um, and within hours of that, you minted your Genesis NFT future. And in your statement, you said that you hope to spread love, beauty, and hope. And that you believe cryptocurrency is trying to do this by giving us the power to build a better future. So I was hoping you could tell me more about that. Yeah. So originally when I started learning about NFTs, I realized that it's a great tool for artists to figure out things on their own. Because mm-hmm. as you know, when uh, you want to create any artwork, any project, that there's so many middle middlemen and middle people. And by the time you share and you send your thoughts, it could take a year or two or three. And then... Uh, many people between they take cuts. So here, NFTs and and, and crypto and all this, they're, they're kind of giving the individuals power. And here we are in a very interesting time and space where if we could give each other also that power, give each other that energy, and the rest could somehow, it becomes like karma. They will do the same thing to us. For example, this uh, Genesis it got sold out and people trusted that this is a, a unique start. And basically we gave away and the musician, a friend of mine, JP, he did the same thing. He said, mm-hmm. uh, I love to share uh, the positivity and uh, just the beauty with the world. So without thinking about royalties of music and stuff like that. So the idea of combining the two things in this, in this very short animation was a key mm-hmm. element for me. For example, the future, as you know, the word is like just you look always kind of forward what's going to happen later. And at the same time, this, the night, the chess piece is symbolically, it's very ancient. It's a very ancient uh, art form and a game and all that. So when you see the merge of like the old and the new, like the symbol of the Ethereum, like Vitalik mm-hmm. combining one, it's somehow it's it's a path from from the past to the future uh, through art form, and I think it can't be better than this to to share this now. Yeah, 
Well, I love that. And, you know, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you touched on that, linking the past and the future. And that's something that's I've noticed is obviously, you know, a, well, was a big part of all your art, right? Bringing in these concepts of the past to the future. And we're going to talk about the ancients a bit later on as well, because I think that that really ties into this too. Um, but I want to dive a bit deeper into that. And so you describe as merging two different concepts, the ancient knight piece in the game of chess, transforming to a portrait of Vitalik, who was the founder of Ethereum, of course. And you mentioned that I wanted to capture this concept of how a game from the past merges into a game for the future and the future is crypto. So tell me more about how something from our past kind of is, is relevant to and, and informs the future. So basically, everything around us, it's going to be inherited. We, we receive this from the past and it's basically we need to figure out how to add stone by stone to build to build our place, our homes, our future, and everything else. So, mm-hmm. and now more than ever, I would love the younger generations and people who are thinking about art and about creativity to not forget the past, to not forget about their own past, about the other people's past. So when you started thinking about the wealth that we have around us, it comes from this diverse communities contributing in the pool. In the West, we have that luxury of experiencing different cultures around us. Like we, you know, we see neighbors and friends from different ethnicity and different cultures, different languages, and all that contributes to the pool of the Western civilization. You know, we think Western. What is the Western civilization? Most of us were immigrants. Most of us, we came from somewhere. Our ancestors came from somewhere. And they brought with them an incredible amount of wealth, cultural wealth, And in my work, I'm very much inspired by that, very much inspired by, you know, how our ancestors whispered to us kind of a a part of stories, part of imagery, and then almost like a tapestry, we take that and we weave it, we continue this fabric to make it kind of further, bring it to the future. Mm -hmm. So in in any art form, if we create a, a message to inspire others and for them to be proud of their ancestors, proud of their roots, it makes us all happier and happier to interact with each other without feeling shame that where we come from. And the artwork message that I have, that what I create, it's basically uh, that kind of the core message in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And I'm curious about this, uh, you know, the night piece. I, I've I think it's absolutely beautiful the way you uh, created it and how it transitions. Why the night piece? What was the inspiration behind that? And and why did you choose that as kind of to to symbolize the past? I think overall, I love uh, the chess game. And on on many levels throughout many, many years, I explored that. And as you know, growing up in the Middle East and uh, the Middle Eastern uh, kind of stories and tales love horses and for me i want to capture uh in in one one piece basically several things like uh heritage like my ancestors and the same time a game but uh, it could even go further than the chess game which is the idea of how you could capture in a little movement and and put kind of emotions in it and i think horse and the night piece has that for me because the rest of the piece is usually vertical and this one has more kind of a curvature and I love how the curvature, it kind of refers to kind of calligraphy and kind of the the form that I'm very much interested in creating. So not only uh, as a chess piece, but at the same time for me, 
chess itself kind of symbolizes what's happening around us, this idea of game and what's happening in politics in the world. It's kind of basically is becoming a game. And uh, you could just, when you're watching uh, the, the animation, the short animation, you could even start imagining kind of destructions, but can rebuild. And, and it goes in from one very clear image, which is the night, and then almost like a distorted kind of messy and ink, and then moves into clearer place. It's like a little journey in a very mm. short period that you could start imagining it yourself. You could just build whatever you want to build in this 26 uh, seconds. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I love that idea of that, you know, the journey uh, from the past to the future being that, uh, that that distortion from the very clear past to the very, you know, clear future. So that's so interesting. And I never really pieced that together myself. So I appreciate you sharing that. So, so thank you for sharing that. And so I want to take a bit of a step back here before we talk more about uh, future and, and some of the inspiration behind it. I want to go back to Change Dow's GM Coffee for Change Event in NFT NYC. Uh, those at the Postmasters Gallery, an absolutely stunning space, of course. Um, and you created a piece for the community to slice up and take home with them uh, from your artwork, a, a fractional piece of art, so to speak, as a, as, a, as a gift of inspiration and celebration of that event. So can you tell me more about that and, and the inspiration behind that? I think when you invite a group of uh, thinkers, creators to a place like that, the gallery, Postmasters Gallery, and you want to somehow share something beyond uh, conversation, beyond words. And when you're when you're in a gallery, and most of the works around us were for sale, and of course most of the attendee they were not even thinking to ask the prices, and maybe one or two people ask about the sculptures or in, at the gallery. But when they ask me if I'm interested in sharing anything, I said I would love to create almost like this performance piece where people are kind of uh, tearing a piece from actual one work. And that had this two very interesting uh, ideas in it. One, when uh, someone is peeling or, or taking part of oneness, even though when I created that, I had in mind an, a specific composition, it could be divided. So I made it like around 50 different sections, but from distance, it looked like one. But when people were kind of tearing one section Overall, without even thinking, they are part of the other person who tore. Like overall, all of the people who took with them those pieces, if they reverse that concept, they become part of one. So without even planning, they became part of each other's work, even though they took it and they've gone. So, and by the way, in this future uh, short video, I did a very similar concept. Everything you see, it's actually built from the portrait and distorted to the night. And then I reversed everything. So when you started thinking about when people peeled and took pieces, if they think in their mind to reverse the whole thing, they could get united. They could somehow feel like, oh, who is the other person? Is there a way one day I can put my piece to the other, next to the other piece to complete the image? So that creates a very interesting philosophy of to bringing people together. Yeah, that's really cool. It's bringing people together. I, I love that. And that's an amazing inspiration behind it. And it was an incredible gift to the community, right? And, you know, I think continuing on that trend, I know that Future as well is, is a gift to the community. It's obviously this extraordinary short video, 100 editions and no cost, which means that you, you know, gave the artwork to the community as a gift in celebration of this moment of change, the, the merge. So 
what is it about this new medium, uh, that being NFTs, that compels you to create a new language and connect with the Web3 community to create a change in the world? First of all, I'm so fortunate to work with ChangeDAO. And I think artists, they need the safe space for them to feel like any ideas, you know, welcome. They could, you could create anything. And if you have some, you know, people like ChangeDAO behind, it could be, it, you can make it happen. So mm-hmm. for me, the process is the most amazing thing. When I create, there's nothing more beautiful than the moment that I'm creating. So it's, I already got, you know, the, the reward, just making it. So after right. that, uh, you know, if you sell it, it's great. If you give it away and inspire someone else, it's amazing. If you give it away and someone else can make something out of it, it means you're changing someone else's life. So to start with, as a genesis, it was probably for me, I gained more than receiving when I gave away. And especially when I heard that it was sold out in you know, a few hours, it was incredible. Why not? And the art form itself, this art form, I paint and I erase to take pictures. They're like combination of stills. So basically the last frame is kind of what you see and everything else is all gone. So the only format to see is this video format. Even though it's a physical, I, I did the painting on a piece of paper, but all the images are gone except the last one. So an interesting uh, a format to create, an interesting place to make it as an NFT. And another much more interesting thing is where people took it, so somehow they embraced it. You know, it's interesting because one thing that I, that's really cool about this too is that this is really a, a new, for into a new medium for you, right? Um, so... Uh, you've had your artwork featured all over the world, right? Um, you've delivered many different types of art forms in the past, but this is a new one, right? And so how did it feel to release a Genesis NFT? What was that experience like for you as an artist? It's like, it's different than anything else I've experienced because the experience of sharing it in a in this virtual, like in this uh, space where it's not physical gallery, it's not physical work, but at the same time, there are people accepting it, embracing it, and then it it even moves further. It goes into another another dimension where like they they share it or they exchange it. It's kind of it it has this echo effect, the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how. Uh, and on top of it, if someone else get get inspired to uh, create something like this, to make it and share it with the community for free as a gift, and the community could kind of make something out of it, they could gain something out of it. So it's it has like a many different dimensions. So I felt so uh, moved by it that there were other people out there waiting for this. They accepted it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a start for me. I'm still learning about this space, but it was a fantastic start. I was with a great group of people. I can't thank more. Like I would love to uh, have a complete new section or, or time to talk only about Change DAO and, and their mission and all that because it's it's an amazing thing to have behind you, like a support mm-hmm. for Change DAO for us to be able to explore things like this because artists they have so many ideas. None of them could, could happen unless you're in a, in, a, in a good place and you have a good company, if you have good support. So I think uh, it's, a, it's an interesting 
uh, exploration and I'm super excited and honored to start like this. Yeah, well, that, that's amazing. And, and you're certainly right. I mean, the community response and reception has been incredible, right? I've seen so much excitement and engagement around this beautiful piece of artwork that you've created in this moment of change. Um, and, and so you mentioned a lot there about change down that, um, you know, the, the support there provided and the experience working, you know, with change out of release this Genesis NFT. Uh, tell me more about that experience. How, how was that? How was it working with this, um, with change out to put out your Genesis NFT? You know, I think the most interesting part is I feel like they're, they care more about everything else than me. Like, you know, we, we create and we don't have to worry about, oh, if you hang it on the wall or if it gets destroyed or if it gets this and that. But to to be in, in a company like ChangeDAO, like somehow you feel like every detail is important. Hmm. Like it's not about like uh, we know as an artist, we know how to handle the work. No, they're like, you think like, oh, there are people out there, they even care more about what you do and the combination of you creating and you put it in a safe hands, this feels even much more interesting than being alone and figured out because we can't think about all these details by ourselves, you know, like when to release it, how to do it, the detail. There's so much happening behind the scene, so many details. I'm sure you know a little bit about it, but not many people know about it. And as a creator, some people are willing to do, but for me, I care about the story. I care about the message. I care about the, the, the medium I work with. All of this are just so much. I can't handle the technical aspect of it. I can't handle when to release it, how to do it. Like all of this are kind of a very important uh, kind of elements to add on a creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, that, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And we're just going to take a brief moment now to share a message from our sponsor. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode, NFT Go. NFT Go is an all-in-one NFT analytics platform that includes NFT Alpha by ranking, rarity, whale tracking, drops calendar, and more. They are a huge supporter of ChangeDAO, so make sure to check them out at nftgo.io. So you mentioned there, obviously, that you're really focused on the art, on the creating this beautiful piece of artwork, this movement, um, and that ChangeDAO was focused more on the kind of the technical elements. So I'd love to talk more about the art now, of course, and, and the process that went into that, and I, I recognize that it really bridges the traditional and digital. And that kind of aligns as well with that past and future that we talked about earlier, right? Um, and that it was created with paint and paper and then digitized and transformed into a short video that now only exists um, as an NFT on the Ethereum blockchain. So um, yeah, tell me more about that, that process behind it. So uh, throughout the years, exploring uh, a traditional painting and drawing on paper, uh, I was always... Uh, fascinated how the sound and music influenced the lines. So when you're thinking and getting inspired by sound and you realize that the, the line bends and it get you know form and influenced by sound, uh, eventually the journey is kind of to go to animation. So mm-hmm. it's only normal that to to take kind of a traditional drawing and to combine to combine it with music and to create kind of a clip of animation. But what's fascinating for me is this idea of what happens when you're working on the same uh, surface let's say it's a glass or or you know whatever material you think it's not uh, uh, 
it doesn't wrinkle very quickly. You can play with paints on the same material and start taking pictures and forming shapes and taking pictures. You could you could just make so many stills from the same on surface that you are playing with. But at the end, mm-hmm. everything you did is gone, is lost, because you're not creating many different images on different different pieces of paper. You're working on the same surface. So basically, in your mind, you mm-hmm. remember what was underneath that those lines that you created on, let's say, glass, or this one is Yupo paper. This paper is meant for kind of a, a watercolor, and it does not uh, wrinkle when you introduce water or things like that. So same thing as you know you, when you work on a glass. So um, the idea of having multiple images hidden underneath the same surface and then reveal it in this format, in this video, where the audience can see it throughout let's say, short video now, as, as this piece lives as a Genesis NFT, uh, it, it's great because you feel like it's not lost, even though mm. you think when you're working on the same piece of paper, it's lost. And that's the only f- f- format you could capture many, many uh, kind of stills uh, in on the same surface. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's and, and it shines through in the work. It's stunning. And, you know, from the moment I saw it, I was just blown away, right? It's just... Yeah, um, what you're able to capture in like, I don't know, 20 seconds or so is just extraordinary. So, yeah. Um, so I'd like to talk more about you now as an artist. We've talked about the work, the inspiration behind it, what led up to it, uh, the process behind creating it. Love to learn more about you now. And, and I know that you have earned a reputation in the traditional art world um, through your passion and perseverance. And so I'd love to hear more about some of the obstacles that you overcame that got you to where you are today that led to this moment? I think uh, many artists go through the similar experiences where you think you want to create your own world as an artist. Mm-hmm. Same time, there's so many influences around us because, uh, you know, art market curators, they have their own uh, taste and idea what they want, what they want to show. So, it's up to the artist if they want to change what they want to do to kind of please uh, their surroundings, their market, and this and that. So I think that mm-hmm. is the main thing what's happening in the art world because I'm sure you you heard throughout the throughout the kind of time in the past and the art history where sometimes the cubism is uh, in favor, sometimes a figurative, sometimes oil, sometimes this, sometimes you know like video art. So. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't, uh, as an artist, we shouldn't pay attention to what's kind of uh, uh, hip. So I think that is kind of very important thing to continue doing what you're mm-hmm. doing. This is what happened to me. Kind of, I just want to create and capture the past and capture kind of document to be almost like a documentarian, but throughout my own medium. Uh, because the time is only, you know, that moves forward. If I'm not going to capture how my neighborhoods and my streets and my friends went through, I don't think anyone else is going to do. I can't rely on someone else's mm-hmm. to capture my, my life, my time, my history, uh, my song that I heard, you know, how my grandfather played music for me and all that. I have to kind of capture that and put it in the work. But when I'm doing that, I'm also thinking about surroundings, thinking about, other people, other cultures. So slowly, slowly, I try to kind of widen my horizon and to bring others in. That's why I created 4X for Syria movie. 
mm-hmm. was you know won the Robert Bush Stiftung Award. Uh, that's available online. People can just uh, Google it for Acts for Syria and put my name. You will find the full film. Mm-hmm. So I think when I created the four Acts for Syria, and my intention was to somehow uh, combine uh, different cultures in in this one film. Because growing up in Syria, I experienced, I witnessed how you know my neighbors there were there were Arabs and there were Assyrians, there Armenians like me, and so because. I'm not sure this way of living is going to continue because, you know, when the war happens, people flee and they go to a safer place and somehow the history changes. We know that the history only moves moves forward. So I think as an artist, it's important to document. Each artist, they have to document their individual feelings, their ideas, their emotions, their thoughts, their kind of concerns. Because if we put uh, different artists kind of documentation in their work and put them next to each other, you'll get better better sense of what happened in uh, the region they grew up in. Because you can't rely on the media. You can't rely only on historians. You have to rely on artists like Picasso. Mm -hmm. You know, he created uh, Guernica and somehow throughout one incredible art, you you sensed the war. You felt how he felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. So much for sharing that and, and for sharing how really your um, culture and history has really played in your artwork as well. So I really appreciate that. I recognize and, and you know, obviously you're, you've uh, created a number of different art forms in the past that have been exhibited all over the world. But as we mentioned before, this is your first NFT project. So I would love to hear if you have any advice for, you know, maybe those that uh, that are interested in making the transition to Web3 and launching their own NFT projects. So those traditional artists that maybe are thinking about it, but haven't made that transition, what sort of advice would you have for them? I think I would love to see many traditional artists moving in this space Mm -hmm. uh, because overall, when people hear about NFTs, they think about this like uh, not very artsy, not very uh, kind of serious works. So when, when I see traditional artists, they're willing to go, of course, you need, you need a partnership like change Mm -hmm. that need kind of a, a group of other kind of thinkers to join a traditional artist to be able to happen because it's it's honestly it's it's complicated you need you need somehow a help to trend to make it a transition to this world but I don't think you need to think about artists to uh, to be in this web3 world fully I love the idea of like being part-time in their traditional studio and creating work and part-time here I think the idea of creating a physical work, like playing physical guitar or holding the physical brush and paper, it has its own beautiful kind of uh, 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 sense of creating, you know, to, to think about the physical world. But at the same time, when you go to the Web3 and NFT, you're basically uh, reaching a wider audience, figuring out how to feed yourself as an artist, because, you know, if we don't feed ourselves, we don't find uh, a support we can't continue exploring and expressing ourselves freely because art is art is the most important uh, element for free speech it's like that's the highlight if you can't express yourself freely in art then forget about it you shouldn't even think about it so i think it's a fantastic space uh, and i think it's only going to get better and more serious yeah Absolutely. I, I love that. And 
couldn't agree more. You know, if you can't express yourself through your art, you, you know, can you really truly express yourself? And I think, you know, this medium just presents a new opportunity for folks to express themselves uh, immutably, right, on a, in a blockchain forever. And I think that that's truly incredible. Uh, so I really appreciate you taking the time to share that. So, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the future being this your first Genesis NFT. Um, but now I'd like to hear about your future. And and I know that for the past year, you've been working on a very special collection called The Ancients, um, which is stunning, uh, beautiful from what I've seen of it, um, and that this really ups- uplifts culture and heritage. And these are, of course, um, important trends that we've seen throughout your art. Um, what can you share with us about this project? So what's amazing about the ancients project the ancients somehow by itself as a as a form art form it's almost like evolution of humanity so it's basically our ancestors all our ancestors are in this project regardless who is looking at it or who is hearing about it and and it goes into a variety of things goes into time and space so like I specifically didn't want to have like from a specific time, I, you know, I, some of the inspirations are from Babylonian time. Some of them are from today, uh, some from far Asia, some from America. So it's kind of tried to go uh, in my mind. It's explored without any limitations and put them all this in this 103 pieces. And uh, the reason I said evolution of each other, because uh, when I was creating this, I made a kind of a, a deform format, which is kind of taking the paint away. So like when I put, create the, put apply the paint, black paint, and then carve it, almost like take away the paint to create the expressions and feature of this uh, one uh, kind of portrait. But then when I print it, slowly I morph it to a different person. So it's the same, almost like the skeleton is the same and slowly morphs into another person, morphs in from male to female and morphs in from old to young, young to old. It's the same. It's almost like the same kind of person hidden behind that and slowly going to different kind of times and different cultures, different heritage. You know, it's like all into this one thing. And that's the, for me, it's a beauty of of us because if you think about our DNA, we are all connected. We're unbelievably related to each other as humanities, but we forget about that. And I think I'm trying to focus on that in this gen, uh, NFTs as, as like ancients, because I want people to realize that it symbolizes them and also symbolizes others. So it's kind of in one, in every single piece that I created, it has many and it has one. Thank you for, for sharing all that. And you mentioned culture there as well, and that how uh, the ancients really is uh, explores culture without boundaries, right? And that everyone's culture is represented in one way or, an, or another, no matter where you're from or where your background is in in the ancients, which is really cool. Um, you know, and at the same time, I know that culture is a really important um, uh, inspiration behind your work, right? Uh, it really informs your work and that, you know, it's the history, of your, your family history, um, your, uh, you know, your own cultural experiences and background, has really led into an informed your artistic expression. Can you tell me more about this and the role of culture in your work? Yeah, I think mainly when I think about culture, you think I think about the past uh, area I grew up. Uh, it just I'm maybe too worried about things going to be to to get erased, things to get mm-hmm. lost. Uh, 
And I think this idea of thinking as an artist, you're a documentarian, you're documenting your time, your feeling, uh, it, it just creates this uh, importance as art to um, kind of bring other other stories into your work and make it make it forever. Like mm-hmm. what I shared, the future. Somehow Vitalik Sportes, isn't it? Inside and it's gone. It just it's it's out. It's it's. I mean, it's gone. It's gone to everyone's uh, hand. So the idea of the idea of uh, uh, documenting and bringing other people's story into the work and and make it make it kind of by part of my story and make it available for others to hear and see, it creates, I think, a very important resource for knowledge, for uh, access to the past. And basically that practice in my work, it it makes me feel comfortable that at least I have it in my work. If I don't hear certain language, for example, when I remember when, uh, when I was 12, I learned Assyrian because I was playing with kids. They were Assyrian mm-hmm. in north part of Syria. I'm not sure many people in the West, they know even Assyrian language or Assyrian people are here around us. They think it's gone. But somehow to bring those elements and to create kind of calligraphy when I'm creating the ancients, I think about those people, it just makes it a valid work, valid artwork, because somehow their voices are into this work. And it just makes the artwork more interesting because overall we're living in this one small blue planet we're so connected with each other we're so inspired without even thinking by each other you know songs and food and architecture and shapes connected so much but we somehow feel like we're isolated we're not so i'm always inspired by the idea of past and putting in my contemporary work, like work that I create, and I want that to be kind of source of inspiration for the younger generation to think that, oh, if I am connected to somehow Aztec culture, can I bring that? Even though people think, oh, they're they're gone. But if you think about the Mexican culture, many of them, they know a lot about Aztec culture. So for me, I know about the Assyrian culture, about the Babylonian culture, and it's important to bring them into my work. That's why I created Tower of Babel. That's why I created the memory gates. That's why I'm creating the, the ancients. Wow. That's, I mean, well, that's, that's, that's great. And yeah, you definitely see it throughout all of your, your art. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. So thanks, Kavork. And, and thanks for taking the time to share everything you have. And, you know, I'd love to end this on with some wisdom as I, as I always do. I think it's, it's always great to end a podcast with some wisdom um, and you are someone who has a lot of wisdom to give, I know. And so if you could say something to your younger self, um, give yourself some advice, knowing everything you know today and, and, and the journey you've made to get you to where you are today, what would you say? I think it's important to rely on intuition. Uh, we shouldn't take the intuition for granted. When you are in front of, uh, let's say, a fork path, you need to rely on your guts to say like, oh, to take left and right. And overall, I arrived here based on the intuition and hard work. I think we should not give up uh, a traditional uh, craftsmanship. It's important. It's based of so many things around us. Uh, you know, if you're a painter, if you're a musician, if you're a carpenter, if you're a songwriter, I think to work on your crafts and to rely on intuition and that 
creates for you a safe space because you know with whom to interact or to whom to say no, because sometimes to say no, it's uh, more valid than to say yes. Yeah, that's that's some great advice. So I really appreciate you sharing that, Kavork. And um, thanks for everything you've shared today. And, and, you know, reflecting back on everything we spoke about, is there anything further you'd like to share or, or finish up on um, about future, about your experience? Yeah, the idea of inspiration is a very important element in my work. And I like to other people to think, yeah, if you're inspired by a song, share it with your friends and your family. If you're inspired by the artwork, just spread the word and uh, just uh, uh, work because we need to create tomorrow better than today. We need to make tomorrow better than today. I love that. And and that, you know, aligns perfectly too with the theme of future, which is blockchain for a better uh, for a better world and blockchain for a better future and building a better future with blockchain. So um, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's some really important advice. And, and thank you for everything you've shared. It's been an incredibly inspirational conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Too. And I can't wait to see what, uh, what comes next from you. So thank you, Kovork, for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Look forward to our next conversation. Thanks so much for joining today. And a big thank you to Kavork for sharing his story. This podcast is brought to you by ChangeDAO and is produced by me, your host, Drew Simon, founder of Crypto Altruism. Thank you to David All for his production support and to SoulMonster for the beautiful graphics design for the podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a fair review for our podcast, and make sure to visit changedow.org and check us out on Twitter at ChangeDAO. For those listening in, I hope you'll join us for our next episode where we welcome another extraordinary changemaker and continue this movement of change one story at a time.